My name is Amy Claridge and I'm greedy and always interested in what's cooking and what's happening. And uh, a man who fascinates me because he's always up to something online, in particular Twitter, is uh, Simon of Rate My Sausage fame. And he's a man with his finger on the meaty pulse. Do you like that, Simon? Have you got a meaty pulse? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you just accused me of being completely inappropriate all the time and you start off with that come on <laughs> oh yeah you are a bit crude aren't you but that's the joy is the joy of it isn't it really now you started now you you started off with various things that you did and you started off where you've got this sausage blog and this sausage obsession and we chatted about it before but then you went on to do a toad in the hole competition which um, for those who haven't seen it, you would uh, invite people to submit their photographs of their toad in the hole and a resume of their ingredients and what they've done. And you put it on and then um, a selection of judges and, a sele and, and whoever else wanted to would, would judge it and you'd score, you, you know, you'd collate all the scores. And I took part in that. So I wanted to kind of catch up with you as to how that went and then talk about your next uh, your next uh, serving if you like but let's talk about toad in the hole how was it for you what did you think simon personally i really enjoyed it uh, there were lots of people involved so it seemed to have been quite popular too and the whole point was to encourage people to make their own food using proper locally sourced ingredients sustainable ethically raised and avoid the common places where they buy meat. And that seems to have worked. How many um, entrants did you get in the end? Was it about 30? Well, after the success of our full English competition, we had to limit it to 30. We actually had a lot more people. So we had to do a random draw to decide who, who were the lucky or unlucky <laughs> people, the victims to take part. So it was 30 and the same again this time. I I was one of your judges. You invited me and I must have been having a weak moment because I just said, oh, yeah, OK, why not? And uh, we'll talk a little bit in a moment about about how I I'll, I'll tell you a few insights into what it was like being one of your judges, because we haven't discussed this before. <laughs> but um, uh -oh. one of the things, <laughs> yeah, one of the things that fascinated me in particular was that that no two toad in the holes were the same were they they were so different that was something that we were quite worried about before it started with with the breakfast there were so many different ways of presenting a, a fried breakfast different ingredients and but for toad in the hole you would think it's just a big yorkshire pudding with sausages a bit of gravy and that's that but you're right they there were so many different versions. It was quite extraordinary. I just, I did kind of expect it to be quite standard insofar as most would look pretty much the same. I thought there'd be a few disasters, but they'll pretty much be the same. But as it turns out, there was some innovation, which was brilliant to see and inspired me as well. And I thought, well, there's an idea. And there were some that were a little bit you know, and I, I thought to myself, oh, that 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 doesn't look great. <laughs> but, you know, and you just don't want to, as a judge, say, oh, that's awful. Though I noticed some people did say exactly what they thought, but they were they were really different. Yeah. So which which of the toad in the holes, which competitors with their toad in the holes or which dishes stood out for you? The winner was uh, a, a lady called Katja, who lives in Germany. 
She joined in just before the competition started, saying, I'd like to have a go, but I've never made a toad in the hole in my life. How do I do it? <laughs> oh, really? And she won? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> so throughout the competition, she kept and she's not from Yorkshire. disasters, burnt offerings one day and a complete porridge the next. Uh, and hers was the last effort to be judged on the final day. And she she came up with the goods and won. She did do well, didn't she? She um, she I'm trying to remember what her one looked like because and I can't find it on your Twitter feed because it's rammed full of yes. everything edible. And she did. There was one that I thought would win it. Um, and that was the one where it was complete chaos. There were sausages everywhere. There was batter up the sides. There was probably batter on the ceiling. It was everywhere. Yet it, it was a mess, but it looked really, really, really delicious. I think and that I, was James from Manchester, and he did a Union Jack pattern with the sausages, although you couldn't tell because you're quite right. He appears to have dropped them into the batter from the top of a stepladder was an absolute mess wasn't it but it looked really edible and then you'd get others that were really neat but just didn't quite they didn't quite have something about them and one of them which i thought was just really interesting and um, um, a genius i thought was a lady who i think was from lincolnshire and she had all her sausages it was a round tin and she had all her sausages pointing into the middle yes that's nikki from rf Coningsby, one of our regulars She's, yeah, hers, I was surprised, didn't do so well this time. Um, well, that's another innovation. Round toad in the hole had never, ever occurred no. to me before this competition. It, it didn't me either. And um, I could see that some, it was quite, I could see some people really liked the idea and some people really didn't. And I suppose if I sat and thought about it for a while, I thought to myself, right in the middle of the tin where all the sausages meet and you kind of get this kind of, you know, collision of sausages in the middle, is that going to get into a pickle because there's a higher density of sausage there? But actually I thought it looked really good. Another one that was very interesting was there was one that had individual toad in the holes. Do you remember that one? Yeah, there were two or three who did them on smaller pans Great idea for a, a smaller family or, or a couple, but they didn't go down so well with the audience, unfortunately. No, it was interesting. One of them, I found the sausage, my view was the sausage was too big and it was kind of sticking out the top yes. in a slightly kind of provocative fashion. And I thought to myself that had the <laughs> had it been a smaller sausage, stop, smut, stop, I can hear you giggling away, as had it been a smaller kind of sausage then um, it would have been in more in uh, proportion. It was just too, the sausage was too big. Well, we also had a fantastic executive chef take part and uh, his offering was superb. It looked like something from MasterChef and he used all the proper words of, like uh, chefy phrases for different bits and pieces, but the, the voters just didn't go for it. I remember that one. And that's a good point in, as far as we did have some, or so you had, you had some chefs entering and then you also had people that were good, good, keen cooks that could put a dish together. And then you had some that were complete novices. It was a brilliant, brilliant mix of entrants. We had, we had a guy called Papamole who entered a toad in the hole, which was green, 
it was he made it on Halloween. Oh yes, I didn't like that. I, it wasn't to my taste, but he did very well. He did, didn't he? It was green and see, yeah, it was funny ugly. eyeballs and it did. It was very. I think the polite word is interesting. It didn't. It didn't talk to me though. It looked really competent. It looked really good. Yes, definitely. It went well, and I promise to sort of tell you a bit about what it was like being a judge. And um, the weird thing is, I sort of started off doing it, and I was excited to do it, and I thought, well, this is fun. And I thought to myself, they're all going to be the same. It's going to be really hard to say something different about each of them. And as it as the days sort of rolled over, it became really clear that actually, you know, they all had, they all looked completely different, and it was easy to sort of say something about each one. And it got to about the 10th or the 12th of November, and it was the first thing I thought about when I woke up because I noticed that you would put your entrance on round about sort of seven, half seven. Yes, yes. And I'm normally mentally awake by then, but not physically awake because I t- I I'm not a fast mover in the mornings. I kind of wake up and then I sort of I kind of just sort of you know poodle about at my own pace. So I found myself each morning thinking, where is it? So I used to go and look for you and see if it was there. And I became slightly kind of um, addicted in a way to looking up the latest toad in the hole. And then sometimes I'd write something straight away. And other times I think, oh, I need to think about this. I'm not too sure, you know, how do I describe that? And it became it became something for, there was a stretch of about 10 days where I really, really got very used to having a toad in the hole to look at. And I got very, very fond of it. It got to about three or four days to go. And I became a bit sort of like, oh, turned in a hole again. So the kind of (laughs) novelty was starting to wear off. But it was a really fun thing to do. And I really also, I suppose, really as well as a broadcaster and somebody who's interested in how um, people's minds work, I really enjoyed reading the other um, judges, the official and non-official judges, um ratings and seeing what they had to say because it gave you a lovely insight into other people's what they looked for what they saw so it was really interesting as well as fun I actually really enjoyed it well your experience of the I'll say addiction <laughs> <laughs> lots of people said that they said they put their phone on first thing in the morning to see if the next one was there which is absolutely ridiculous it's a picture of a somebody's tea um but the fact that the whole community of people around it are so welcoming there's a lots of humor there's mm. a tiny a tiny bit of innuendo here and there oh a tiny bit <laughs> uh, but everyone's very welcoming and uh it is. It's funny. The innuendo bit is not something I'm naturally, I don't kind of naturally lend myself to joining in. I know there's lots of comments about a girth of sausages and I don't kind oh. of, I don't kind of naturally kind of want to sort of join in with that. I feel a little bit slightly, I'm slightly embarrassed, but I must say they were going for it. And you're, you're the instigator. You're the troublemaker. You're the one encouraging them to kind of go, oh, girth of sausage. Oh, we can never have a long enough sausage. Oh, that batter looks lovely and welcoming. You think, oh, my goodness, rate my sausages off on one. <laughs> Anything about sausages, you're going to get um, carry on cooking, aren't you? Just <laughs> a sausage. Now, totally the whole went really well. That ran for the whole of November. And uh, it was joyful. And 
Uh, it's, it's brilliant. And it, it's, so I, took, I just thought it was brilliant. I thought it delivered really good exposure as well for the sponsor. The sponsor was SR Valley Meats, I think, wasn't That's it? That's right. And I thought it gave them really good exposure because they were included in all the conversations and it was a good brand awareness for them. And I thought I just took my hat off to you. I thought it was splendid. Then just when I thought that I thought, well, what will he do next, if anything? And then here you are already, already um, planning a burger event, which why and how just tell me all tell me about that because it's just amazing. Okay. Well, after the toad in the hole, I was in rehab through most of December, trying to get over the trauma. I came back fighting. I've got an inner circle of people. And we decided the next one will be homemade burgers. Um, there's lots of things you can do. We encourage people to buy local, use local produce, use local bakers for the rolls if you don't make them yourself. Um, and again, there's, you say make a burger and you think, oh, it's so simple. But when you start looking into it, there are a million more variables. It's a funny thing, a burger, because when you think of burger, you automatically, you could be forgiven for thinking about some kind of fast food patty thing, you know, whether it's from a, 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 you know, a global brand, and I'm sure you know who I mean, or one of the others, whether it's from someone like that, where yeah. it's all done very quickly and it's very high volume. And then you get some of the sort of burger joints where you get something a bit more artisan, if you like, a bit more kind of has more layers with it and it's a bit over the top. And they seem to have, um, they don't always have a good sort of, um, they don't always have a good personality in that sense, burgers. I think they're sometimes really misunderstood because they can be beautiful, can't they? They can. And um, when we were taking entries for the burger competition, we had a, a few people from the barbecue community of the world. Uh, they, they said, what, what do we have to do? And I would describe it and they said, well, we're not joining in with that. That sounds rubbish. So the militant barbecue fraternity are <laughs> so, not interested. So some of them said that to you. They said that sounds. That, 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 did they say that sounds rubbish? Yes. Oh my they said, god! They said what you're describing is people making sandwiches and not <laughs> burgers. I said, well, it's okay. You, you don't have to join in. It's not compulsory. Oh, my goodness me. So there is kind of burger snobbery, really. There are hardcore flippers out there. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. So when you when you um, so look, thinking about just you personally and your relationship with burgers, I mean, you are rank my sausage. Sausages are your, I guess, your priority. But you've got, I guess, pretty strong views on burgers as well. What do you think makes a good burger? Yes, I've never really had to design. I always go first in the competitions as the sacrificial lamb so that people can get used to judging and criticising heavily, in my case. Um, <laughs> I but, forgot so about I've had, that. <laughs> I've had yeah, no courgettes for me this time. Uh, those, those call, I'll just stop you there. Those courgettes that you put with that... Um, Toad in the hole. I mean, they looked completely <laughs> undercooked. They looked like cucumbers. I mean, I did look at it and I thought, what is he doing? I didn't even occur to me it was a courgette. I just thought, and also a courgette in, well, actually, they had finished around about November, hadn't they? So you might just have had a late courgette, but 
I felt for you, really, because you did put your turning the hole up first and it did get plastered, didn't it? <laughs> well, that's the whole idea, though. Rather me than someone else and put them off for life. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. And I was quite, I mean, I did, did, I did judge yours quite harshly because I thought I need to use the first one as my kind of starting point, you know. And also it was quite nice because, and in a way, I'd rather have not known who's toad in the holes they were because yeah interesting okay yeah yeah I tried hard not to you see because some of the competitors some of the entrants uh in fact all of them looks looks like nice people and one or two of them I thought oh I don't want to offend them <laughs> and I had to kind of distance myself a bit and go he's a bit flat <laughs> you know, like, like kicking a kitten yeah Oh, no, which we don't recommend. No, absolutely fa- not. No, no, no. no. And uh, we, uh, yeah, it's difficult. So anyway, so going back to burgers, what, what you're going to put your burger up first for I judging? Am. Your burger number one. What can we expect from you? I've decided to just go for a pretty standard approach. We're asking for a burger and two side dishes. So, without giving anything away, because people are still making theirs it's going to be a basic dribbly burger with lots of cheese and a couple of fairly common or garden side dishes but all of which will be made from scratch except bread of course oh you say of course but uh i expect there'll be some homemade buns in there somewhere including brioche and i saw a couple of people on uh, on your twitter feed arguing about brioche with burgers the other day i mean they went off on one together i thought for goodness sake the pair of you i just waded in and said i quite like brioche with a lamb burger a bit of red (laughs) currant and then somebody else went off on one about how awful that was and you think goodness me this is fascinating now what are the now you've mentioned there's a couple of sides what are the rules um, regarding burgers? Do they have to be a beef burger, for example? They absolutely don't. We, we, all we've said to people is producers a burger. People ask the same question as you, and they said, we did just put something between two pieces of bread. It's your version of a burger. It's 2022. Burgers are people too. They can be whatever they want in this day and age. So there are no limits whatsoever on what you put in your burger. Are there any height limits? Definitely not. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's going to be some absolute stonkers coming through, aren't there? I can just, you know, there's going to be some that are just going to be like towering or there really are. wide. Um, or... Yes. Some people, are, some people are skewering. Some people are in the anti-skewer brigade. They think the burger should be freestanding. Um, yes, burgers is a whole can of worms to itself. Now, you've, um, you've, you've started um, receiving some of the entrants already. You've still got some to come in. They've got a few more days yet, haven't they? That's right. So you've, you've seen some of the entrants. Now, I know you can't tell us anything, but are there are there any that you look at and you think that's got to be a winner or that's got to do really well? I'm absolutely amazed by the high standard of <laughs> food that people are producing for a ridiculous competition on a website called Rate My Sausage. People are going out of their way and they're producing food that you would never get in a million years in one of the fast food chains. 
I mean, we say it's, it, I think you just called it a ridiculous competition then, but it's obviously struck a chord with people, hasn't it? What do you think it, what do you think it's done? How, how, why has it become such a, a loved thing that's only going to grow? Why do you think that is? I, I think the community is excellent. People, we, we don't stand up with people who come in from the outside saying, this is how it should be done. You're all wrong. They, they quickly get told to where to go. It's humorous. It's friendly. Um, do, you, I, do you think, in a, I wonder if in an age where, um, you know, there's the, there's the various health things going around, and we shan't mention the C word, but there's that going on and all the implications that has to things like the economy and hospitality and to our day-to-day lives. Some of us have got, uh, have, have, um, have, some of us have got, you know, have, have lost the job or have a different kind of job, or our jobs have changed, or our home life's yeah. changed, or we can't see people, and and these sort of things are still rumbling on. And then there's other things that are going on. I mean, every day there's stuff in the news about the politics. There's stuff in the news about the food chain, um, and people, lots of people having lots of opinions about what you should eat, um, what how you should eat, when you should eat, and so on and so forth. There's so much advice out there, and so much do this, don't do that, do this. I wonder if sometimes a, just a great big, excuse my language, piss off burger just goes, look, look at me, eat me, and who cares? I wonder if that's part of it. That Like the toad in the hole. If there was a, a plate of comforting food that just made you feel like you were at home to look at, it's got to be like something like toad in the hole with mash and yeah, potatoes and a, and a gravy. And I wonder if people are so passionate because at the old, at the end of it, at the core of it, we're all human. We all have to eat and we eat what we enjoy. And if you're going to look at something on Twitter, I think you'd rather look at a great big burger than a, another yet another picture of Boris Johnson. I don't know. What do you think? Well, <laughs> I'm certainly won't be organising the competition um, rate my salad. Who who cares? <laughs> I like a salad. I, I, yeah, I, I do. You could do a salad. There are a million different versions of it, but it's not something that warms your soul, is it? No, and it's it's real comfort food. And I suppose really there's the if you're going to analyse burgers, you shouldn't really eat a burger. I mean, it's me saying now you shouldn't eat a burger every day, but you know you have to kind of have everything in moderation. And yes. the thought of having a, a visual, a digital burger every day for the for a month is a pretty fine thought. I, I think people will send me pictures of burgers during the <laughs> toad in the hole competition. We've got people who weren't in the competition kept posting up pictures of their toad in the hole. They'd been down to the local butcher, bought yeah. some sausages, knocked up their own version, and they were posting them for the judges and all the people following to have a look at so it's inspirational isn't it because I think also and what I'd like to think when the burgers start is that there'll be some people doing exactly what you've just described going off going to their butchers going and buying some proper burgers or buying some mints and making them from scratch that's something I do um and and getting them and just actually finding that that um that burgers are like the ultimate kind of um like the ultimate board game, they're like a Jenga, aren't they? You just put in and you stack it and you do whatever what you like. A great description, yes. <laughs> I I really like uh, gherkins. 
in burgers. Absolutely. I, and I like bur- I like gherkins just as they are. Controversial. And I, I love it. And, and I would have melted cheese in there. Um, a nice proper cheese, not a plastic cheese. I'd have loads of gherkins. I'd probably have some, um, like a salsa, um, some herbs. Um, I like burgers in the summer. So you have some herbs, tomatoes, onions and things. But it is, um, you can make them truly personal. And I think that's what really matters. You can. In ret- uh, trade secret for my own personal entry, it's going to be a double decker. And in between the two burgers, I'm making a, a sauce made of black pudding, chestnut mushrooms and red onion. And I've never seen that anywhere. It won't really show up on the pictures, but I'll have made it and it will taste fantastic. So... You know, you said when you started describing that sauce, black pudding, chestnut. What else was in there? Chestnut, mushrooms, and red onion. Oh, I thought to myself, oh, that sounds peculiar. But I did kind of, and I, I feel, I really now, I really want to see that photograph. Now you've described that sauce, because that does sound a bit weird, if I'm honest. It does. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, we've, I'm not a chef. <laughs> like the uh, like the uh, like a burger itself, we've gone on and on and on and on and on. What's the uh, the key information for us to, to? When does the competition start, and how long does it go on for, and uh, where do we find it, and what do you want from us as well? The first burger goes up for voting next Monday, the seventeenth of January. It's on Rate My Sausage Twitter. Anyone can vote. Um, just mark it one to ten, and uh, add a comment. Nothing personal, <laughs> nothing abusive, please. <laughs> Constructive comment, even if you don't like it. Just say it's not to my taste. But mm. um, the winner will be um, whoever averages the highest score over the month. We've got thirty-one entries at the moment. Um, and I believe our sponsor, uh, Mr. Frost, will be chipping in with his own unique Mancunian opinions every day. Is he? And we haven't mentioned the sponsor. That's Lee Frost Butchers from uh, Manchester. That's good. It'd be interesting to see what he thinks. Because you'd think he'd, you'd think as a butcher, he'd be a bit of an expert on burgers, wouldn't you? You'd think so. He's great on social media. He calls himself the Gobby Mank. <laughs> uh, and that's his own opinion of himself um, his partner's also one of your fellow judges Charlotte, Charlotte Gill so we're looking forward to her input as well It's lovely that you uh, invited me back to be a judge and I really am looking forward to being obsessed with the first thing I'm waking up you know, I will be thinking about has today's burger gone on which is a really <laughs> sorry state of affairs and it actually it kind of infiltrated our household steve my partner was saying have you seen today's sound of the hole yet amy what do you think and i'd say i don't want to hear your opinion yet i need to formulate my own opinion and put my own opinion up that's and, great yeah and I, if, you know i was saying let me do mine first you know and he was i don't know if you realized but he was he was joining in on the non-official judges as well and yeah, he'd say, I, I spotted it yeah oh, he'd say i've given it a 7.5 and i go oh Oh, so have I, you know, go, go, you caused a couple of arguments in our household about toting oh, the horse. No. <laughs> I know, I know. How many judges are there? There are the 12 official judges, um, some of whom we invited back from the uh, previous competition, yourself, Richard, Richard Pittman, the 
champion jockey, sporting legend. I know. Steve can't believe that Richard Pittman chats to me on Twitter. He's like, it's Richard Pittman, Amy. And I don't really, I'm not really into horse racing, um, but even I've heard of him. And he's, he's, he says, oh, my goodness, it's Richard Pittman. And I go, yeah, he's my, he's my Twitter friend. That's amazing. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> loves it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Robbie Williams' dad has decided to sit this one out. He he loved being a judge on the on the toad in the hole, but he's having a couple of months just eating eggs Benedict in various cafes around Stoke. He might be back in the future. So. Uh, hang, hang on, Robbie Williams' dad. Yes, he was one of your fellow judging panel members. What actual actually the Robbie Williams' actual dad? Yes. You're kidding. Didn't you know? I had no idea. Pete so, Con- he's, he's down on Twitter as Pete Conway. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> I recognise Pete Conway from the judging. That's actually, are you, are you kidding me? Because you know I'm really gullible and I believe anything. So Pete Conway, one of Cubs the fellows. Honor. It's Robbie's dad. Robbie Williams, as in take that, as in Robbie Williams. As in, yes. Conway's not his real name. His, his real name is Pete Williams. But, but we didn't. I'm speechless. Speechless. We, I have no idea. We didn't mention it because we didn't want lots of people pestering him. Well, absolutely. People like me going, oh, well, actually, you know, I'm not. I'm t- and uh, there's me saying I wasn't much, not fan, much of a fan <laughs> of horse racing. I'm not much of a fan of take that either. But I didn't know we were uh, amongst uh, amongst uh, superstars' uh, parents either. Right. So you've invited a few back, but Robbie Williams' dad can't can't join us. <laughs> There's a song in that, isn't there? Are you having me on? No, it's okay. true. You know I'm very gullible. Okay, so who else is judging this time? Um, we've got Professor Jude Kappa, who's a sustainability expert and represents various meat trade organisations. She's a frequent appearances on country file and that kind of show amazing <laughs> i feel very uh, I, I feel i feel very honored well carry on oh no 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 um we got a lady called sadie fletcher she she's the one who who instigates most of the innuendo humor she calls herself <laughs> judge juicy lucy Oh, crikey. You could put any any old scrag end of meat between two bread crusts, but if you put a tin of tin tomatoes in there, she'd be very happy. Oh. Uh, that's her quirk. Yeah. Yeah, Frosty, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to say to that. Frosty the Butcher, his partner's there. Yeah. She will be shooting people down. Gosh. It all sounds really good. And you've got some others as well. Now, we're running out of time, so I probably shouldn't let you go on for too long. Um, we're running out of time. So it starts on the 17th of January, which is a week Monday. Is that right? The coming Monday, yeah. Yeah, so it starts... Uh, it's, oh, no, it starts Monday, doesn't it? That's right. Uh, two or three days ago. I've just lost track of time. So it starts in a few days' time. Every day you'll be pinning a brand new burger to your profile on Twitter, which is at Rate My Sausage. And every day I should be waking up and thinking about burgers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to chat again. And thank you for the update. Thank you very much, Amy. Best of luck. See you soon. You forgot to call me Baroness Burger, by the way.
Oh, I did. You did. <laughs> You're forgiven. Thank you, Your Honour. <laughs>